Welcome to the Writer Experience Podcast, presented by FlickeringMyth.com. I'm your host, Court Dunn. Join us as we talk to writers about their work, their process, and what it means to be a writer. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash writer experience. Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Writer Experience Podcast. Today's guest is Isabella Master de Casa. Isabella is a producer and a talent manager representing digital storytellers and heroes and villains entertainment. Isabella was already on the show. Isabella, welcome back. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me back. I'm very happy to be able to share some of my work with you. So thank you for the time. Before we hop into that, you know, we always kind of kick it off by talking about what's going on in the world and stuff. Things have changed since the last time we talked. It's been a few months. The world is starting to open back up, fingers crossed. How are you feeling about quarantine, where the industry's going? Walk us through where your mind's at right now. Yeah, I think there has been a lot of change and also a lot of confusion on the direction that everyone should take after COVID. But I think that things are picking back up. I think that, especially in the digital community, I think that everyone is investing more into this space because last year, this business proved to be still pretty solid. And so I think that there is still a lot of development and a lot of expansion going on. And I am very positive that these will turn into something even more exciting for creators and storytellers all over the world. For those who are at home, what are your words of wisdom? We might have talked about this the last time, but based on where things are at now, what do they have to look forward to? Should they be writing for a certain type of content as things start to open back up? You know, I think that it's important to think outside the box and be flexible and resourceful during challenging times. I think especially right now, there is a lot of need for not necessarily just scripted content, but also unscripted content, just because it's a bit easier to shoot it. And also, it's a bit easier to make at a time where it's way harder for networks and companies to invest money into something new. I think that overall, though, What's important is to focus on stories that have a positive messaging behind it, something that can uplift your audience and your community. And I think it's very important to focus on mental health and to take care of yourself, but also to inspire others to do the same. I'd love to dive into your new role. Obviously, before we had talked about management producing from your perspective, but I know that your role has changed. So I would love to know, tell us about your role from a high level, and then we can kind of break down and get a little bit more granular. You know, I always worked with writers and directors since my first steps into this industry. I always worked in representation and I've always been in lead management. What changed over the last year is that obviously there have been digital platforms like TikTok that definitely exploded. That is a billion people that are using TikTok and a billion people all over the world that are using Instagram. 
So I kind of focus more on these platforms to understand how they work. And also, I was naturally kind of brought to that type of content because let's be honest, in the first couple of months of the pandemic, we were all very bored. And I spent a lot of time on TikTok. And the people that I was inspired by, I realized could be talent that I could, you know, help grow and I could help and expand, you know, their horizons. So I started working first with women and my focus started being female diversity since the beginning because on one side I I relate to people that feel marginalized as an immigrant but mostly because I was very touched by what happened last summer with Black Lives Matter and I realized that there were a lot of digital content creators that were complaining about the fact that they were paid less than you know white influencers or or digital content creators so I saw that there was a need in that space and so i help these digital content creators express themselves but also i make sure that they are rewarded for their creativity for their time for their growth and for the messaging also that they send to their communities and the way they inspire them i think that it's important to acknowledge these platforms because they have a huge power to educate to entertain and to inspire others. I think that creators that use these in the right way can really impact large communities, not just the younger generations, but every generation. And I think that there is a new generation of trendsetters that are inspiring others in a very effective way. So this is all very important and I want to support that and I want to make sure that more and more people understand what the digital community means. You mentioned that your clients, you describe them as a new generation of trendsetters. How do you find your clients before we get into who they work with, those brands and the kind of content that they make in the platforms? How do you find your clients or do they find you? And you know, what are the qualities about these storytellers, these creators? that helps you make that decision whether you want to represent them or not? You know, sometimes they reach out to me, but a lot of times what happens is that I just start exploring what I personally respond to on these platforms. Obviously, I keep an eye towards things that are also relevant considering the social times and the social climate. But I normally go towards what inspires me and what makes me passionate because that way I can do a better job in helping them. But also I look at the messaging behind that. You know, if it's a message of support towards other communities or, you know, if it's just, for example, posting outfits of something, I don't necessarily respond to that. But if it's someone that uses their colors to tell a story and their outfits to express themselves, then there can be something interesting behind that. Same thing for other arenas. You know, I work also with wellness and beauty and you know anything that is related to basically mental health and female empowerment and also support to like small business owners and i think that it's important to see what the story that the person is saying is and if it's interesting what's their background what have they been going through and what do they have to say to their audience how are they going to motivate them and inspire and also how are they going to add value 
to the people that are watching their content. You know, there is a lot of elements outside of obviously engagement and story views or, you know, these type of things that are very basic. There is way more behind that. So you have to kind of see, again, what's their background, what's their past and what's their present, what's the messaging, you know. Personally, I'm all about, again, women that can uplift other women. I think that that's very important now more than ever. So that's personally what I normally go to. But again, it kind of depends because, for example, on TikTok, there is a completely different type of content that performs well. And so in that case, for example, I look for people that can be more fun and can be obviously able to jump on trends that are whether with music or just, you know, challenges. So it kind of depends on which platforms you're trying to find clients on. But yeah, this is like some generic, you know, guidelines. Love that. You talked about finding opportunities or those opportunities coming to you. Can you describe how those opportunities come about and also what they look like? You know, you mentioned the brands, but what kind of brands, what's an example? What do they look like? You know, normally brands try to find content creators that organically match their values and what they're trying to achieve with their products, if that makes sense. So for example, if a client is all focused on clean eating and clean skincare and a healthy lifestyle and, you know, a balanced life, then that will, you know, attract brands that can match that style and tone. If someone is more focused on, I don't know, food, then those are the brands that that platform will automatically attract. Outside of that, there is also a lot of, you know, actively connecting the dots as a manager, you know, so you kind of help them on the other side, make sure that they, that they are on point with their content, that the content is high quality. So, you know, you have to shoot the images or the videos with, even with your iPhone, but it has to be great lighting, great space. So I think that it's important to just keep every step in mind. So sometimes it's the client that, for example, loves a particular brand or a particular TV show or a particular magazine. So they actively post content that can attract their interest. They tag them. They can also reach out directly to show their passion and support. Other times, Again, it's the brand that directly comes to the client because their content organically feels like it matches, you know, what their messaging is and what they are trying to do with a new product launch or with a, some messaging that they want to send to their audience. As far as the content that the creators are working on, how are you working with them to decide what the best content for this opportunity is? What is your relationship with the content creator, what kind of conversations are you having to help them make it the best they can and also fit the brand's messaging, so to speak? You know, I think it's important to always be updated on what the latest trends are. It works a bit differently, again, if you focus on Instagram or on TikTok or on YouTube or on other platforms. I normally focus on TikTok and Instagram because most of brands use those to engage with creators. But I would say there is a few technicalities, first of all, that you have to be careful of. For example, you know, on TikTok, you have a bit 
longer videos, you have 60 seconds videos, while, for example, on Instagram, you have 30 seconds reels. So you kind of have to choose the length depending on what's the message that you're trying to convey. There is also a bunch of other, you know, technicalities that a creator should know in terms of, for example, how the algorithm works and what's the best time to post during the day. Because the same content can, you know, perform very poorly if it's posted at a different time that is not the best time. So it's important to keep that in mind as well. And it's important, for example, to to know that on TikTok, the, the For You page is much more personalized. So it's all things that you have to keep in mind when you create your content. And depending on what the goal is, you will have a different strategy. And I always strategize with my clients, we brainstorm, we find also new ideas to push out fresh content because you can be redundant and always be, you know, always show kind of the same content. You need to to evolve with your audience. And as you grow, you need to push out new, fresh things that people can engage with. So Outside of that, I think that the most important thing is that Instagram is more of an e-commerce compared to TikTok. So Instagram has more, more important the aesthetics, uh, things like thumbnails or, you know, the looks that you have on Instagram, while TikTok is a bit different. So if you're posting on that platform or if you're working with a brand on that platform, since TikTok was not born as an e-commerce. It's more important to focus on being authentic and on the quality of the content and on being relatable and all these things. Because again, people don't go on TikTok to buy things. They go there to know what the new challenges are, what the new trends are, what the new music is also. So that's an important part, for example, on both platforms. But I would say on TikTok, it's something that I always tell my clients to pay attention to because sound-based app. And so you have to be more careful about those aspects. You always have to have sounds on and you have to jump on the latest songs. You know, for example, TikTok launched a huge global alliance with Universal Music. So if you jump on those trends and on the songs that are going viral right now, your content will also be pushed out more. So there is definitely different things that I tell my clients depending on what we're focusing on but overall what's important is just that the content has to be strong it has to be concise it has to be compelling and it has to have a message you have to educate entertain and inspire your audience and most importantly you have to give them a reason to come back so a lot of times for example i suggest my clients to come up with serialized content where every week they come up with an episode of their own IGTV series or, you know, a new TikTok. Another important thing that I always tell them is obviously to be consistent. So you need to be on it every single day. And it can be very exhausting sometimes because obviously you always feel kind of naked and exposed. But at the same time, it's important that you're consistently on these platforms releasing new content. I would also say that it's important to just Always be in the know, read what these new trends are, read what new things the communities are doing. For example, and I have to say, this is something that in general, TikTok does more than Instagram and is the reason why personally is my favorite social media. TikTok has a lot of positive messages that 
it launches to other communities. For example, they are focusing a lot on promoting tools that can incentivize kindness, safety, privacy. It always has, you know, ways to reward their creators. They, for example, started a fund that rewards the creators on the TikTok platform that constantly work with it. So right now, TikTok kind of works like YouTube, where you get paid after you get to a certain amount of followers for your content. And it's also a platform that is focused on uplifting diversity, you know, not just in terms of race, but also in terms of sexual orientation and gender. So I think that it's important to know all these things, to know what the community is talking about, what's relevant, what the spotlight is for that month. And then you kind of have to adapt your content to what people want to see right now. We have a lot of writers on this podcast. Do you like what writers write? Do you like free stuff? Well, Audible is offering a free audiobook download for listeners of the Writer Experience podcast with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I recently downloaded James Joyce's Ulysses for my commutes into the city, while our producer Harry, who may or may not exist, has been enjoying J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash writerexperience. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash writerexperience for your free audiobook. What's your favorite film of all time? It might be a sophisticated classic, a childhood favorite, or an enjoyable pile of trash you just can't help but watch over and over again. The Pick of the Flicks podcast, hosted by me, Tom Beasley, is all about celebrating people's favorite movies in whatever form they take. Each week, I interview a different guest about their chosen favorite, whether I agree with their choice or think they're as mad as one of Tom Hardy's accents. So tune in to Pick of the Flicks every week on the Flickering Myth Podcast Network and subscribe with your podcast app of choice. Maybe your favorite film will be next. Hi, I'm George. And I'm Sam. And we're from the That's a Classic podcast on the Flicker and Myth Network. We both bring three films each from a certain genre and we battle it out to find out which is the ultimate classic. So you can listen to us on Flicker and Myth, iTunes or Spotify. Check out what classic we choose every week. You mentioned at one point the clients expressing themselves. How do you find the balance between express themselves creatively, but also come up with something within their own style? You know, I think that the two things kind of like go hand in hand in the sense that creators do what they naturally feel good at. Like, for example, I don't know if there is a content creator that is a fashion stylist, they will keep on creating content that incorporates that into their feed and that has a messaging. If a content creator is more focusing on, I don't know, for example, social justice or, you know, what happens in the world, then that will be the messaging. And on top of that, there will be brands that kind of organically match that messaging. And that's how the two things are put together. But personally, we don't accept just any partnership. You know what I mean? It has to be something that feels good for your audience. It can be something that you're just doing for the money. It has to be something that makes sense, that is organic. That And that also is up to the creator. 
a good content creator is able to incorporate those messages and those branded opportunities into their regular feed. It's a challenge and it's very hard. It's not easy, but it does get better over time. And I think that the more you're working on branded content, the more you understand how to use that branded content in a way that is not harmful for your storytelling. You mentioned and went through some of the differences between the platforms, but can we talk about the concept of virality specifically? So for each platform, can you walk us through what makes certain things go viral on certain platforms to the best of your knowledge? What do those conversations look like when you are talking to these creators about obviously hopefully making something go viral, get the largest awareness? You know, I think that there is some elements that are out of your control. Like, for example, the algorithm was very secret for TikTok until recently. So you kind of have to test it out, post at different times of the day, and also just experiment with the platform to understand what are the best times for you to post and also what is your audience responding best to. There are things that maybe you try to talk about, people don't engage with, and then there are things that you talk about and everyone responds. So you know that that's the direction you should go to. That said, overall, I think that both platforms reward authenticity. I think that the stories that go viral, whether they're you know more sentimental or more you know fun, either way, I think that what's important is that they are relatable, that people can identify with the video. For example, my client went viral with this TikTok that she created with her son, who's a seven-year-old photographer from Brooklyn. And the video went viral because it was inspiring and aspiring video of a young black kid who wants to become a famous fashion photographer. And the shots were very good. So he clearly is talented. And it went viral because it was cute, but also relatable. And everyone saw, you know, the ambitions that a young kid could have and the potential. And everyone empathized with that. Everyone loved it and shared it and saved it. And that's how she went viral. It was the right messaging, but also it was the right pacing. You know, it's not easy to tell a story in 15 seconds or 30 seconds or 60 seconds, but you have to kind of go straight to the point and you have to have the same arch, you know, that you would have on a script. You have to have it in that short video where it has, you know, a beginning, an evolution and an end. And the end has to be something that leaves you with the wish of going back for more or of watching it again or of sending it to your mom, to your dad, to your friends, or even to just imitate the same thing. And you want to, you know, kind of spread the same messaging. So you create something similar. And that's how, you know, challenges are started and trends as well. But again, there is a lot of experimenting that I think you need to do as a creator and Every single page is different from the other one. It's like a fingerprint. So what works for one profile, for one creator, doesn't work necessarily for another one. You have to experiment. You have to try it out, keeping in mind what the key points are. And then you have to find your own voice that way. You have to find what works for you. You have to find your own formula. I think it's also important to go viral, to use the right hashtags, they also work a bit differently 
you know, on Instagram and on TikTok. I think that TikTok has more generic hashtags like, you know, food or Friday or, you know, like just one word instead of what happens on Instagram, which is normally there is more personalized hashtags that you can use. But definitely that's important. I think, again, sounds are very important. In order to go viral, you have to pick the right song, the song that everyone is using, that everyone is, you know, putting on their content because it's going viral. That helps you go viral with your own content as well. I think it's important to take vertical videos. That's another big suggestion because it's important to have the full screen in order to have a very visual experience. And again, be consistent, you know, the more you use these platforms, the more these platforms will reward you with pushing your content more. And, you know, more people will watch your content if you constantly are on it, releasing new things that people can watch. Of that, specifically in regards to film and TV, a lot of the times these days, as we've talked to managers before, studios are looking to develop existing IP into film and TV shows. I'm not sure if you work with your creators to develop their digital content into film and TV. Is that something you do? And what is your advice for those content creators who want to get their stuff developed into film and TV? I think that honestly, it's all about your personality and how good you are with your platform. I think that if you have a strong messaging and again, a strong following, if you have a big audience and you have millions of followers and every week you post an episode of your own series, I'm sure that that's what attracts networks as well. And all of a sudden you can make the same series that you were making on your own platform. You can make it with digital companies. And obviously TV networks are all converting more and more to digital and using new generations as a way to you know entertain larger audiences so i think that it's important for creators to have something interesting to say and to also keep on growing with their platforms and to start working on their own serialized content so yeah in general i think that it's important to keep on growing your audience and keep on being entrepreneurial and starting releasing that content on your own platform to the point where you have an audience that is large enough to engage with digital networks that are interested in maybe creating a series around you or having you as a host to one of their shows. But you have to build up to that. So you have to have large following of people in order to get to that point. And that's why I keep on saying that you should always experiment, always release content that is even serialized so that you can get to that point and always be fresh, always be innovative, always be, again, inspiring, but in a way that is concrete for your audience so that they can feel actually guided and supported by the people that they follow. For writers listening who are maybe not yet content creators, maybe they're not filming the stuff that they write, what are your suggestions for those who are interested in moving from writing literally Word documents and starting to create and put the words that they've written into reality? I think that even for writers, there needs to be a certain adaptability in the sense that a storyteller is a storyteller. I personally believe that 
who is able to tell a good story can tell that regardless from the medium that they're using. If you're a writer and you haven't worked with digital platforms, I think that you should absolutely try and do that because it's part of being, again, adaptable to the times that we are living in and to new platforms that, by the way, again, can be a huge way to brand yourself, to get known by people that are following similar authors or similar writers, but also to be noticed by other studios, networks, uh, executives, producers, managers, agents. So it's just a way to be out there. And unfortunately, to just be a writer with your stories on page is not enough anymore. I think that there is ways where you can still express yourself writing on these platforms. There is a lot of authors on these platforms that use writing as a form of inspiring others. And some of them have millions of followers. So I would suggest following those people, see how they found a successful way to use writing as a way of arriving to their audience on Instagram or on TikTok, because again, it's possible to do that. And then do the same thing. I would suggest experimenting. And if you wrote a script about something, you can definitely talk about that in a post or you can create some fun, I don't know, some fun sketches, for example, about what being a writer means. And you can absolutely create a reel or a TikTok video making fun of the struggles of being a writer and on the other hand, highlighting what's cool about being a writer. So I think that there is so many ways that a writer can use these new trends and still be relevant in the digital community. I think that it takes a bit of courage for sure, but also a bit of creativity and just, you know, look at who the people you are aspiring to are doing and try to do the same finding though your own voice so if you know that an author for example is doing some sort of like serialist content or if they're doing if they're posting some quotes of their book for example and it's something that is very inspiring for a specific community you can do that you can post about that So there is really a lot of ways where you can brand yourself, but I would absolutely encourage every writer to be more updated with what's going on in the digital community, but also to just jump on it, you know? And I don't think that there is anything bad that can come out of stepping out of your comfort zone and trying something different. I think that only good things can happen from that. And only more people will know about you, your stories, your messages, and what you're trying to do with your career. Before we wrap up, you mentioned TikTok a lot, obviously a very relevant platform. I don't want to say that it came out of nowhere, but it did materialize very quickly and become very popular very fast. What's your advice for those writers who are starting to think about the trajectory of their careers, knowing that other platforms will be coming up, similar to the way TikTok came up? I think that it's important to brand yourself in a way that is entertaining and engaging for people that are watching. I think it's important to build something solid with your followers. So if someone is commenting or DMing you or asking you for questions, I think you should engage with those people. I think you should always be listening to your audience. 
asking for their advice, asking for their opinion and kind of act consequently because those are the people that will follow you into the next platform. Having loyalty with your followers is very important. Uh, on top of that, I would say content is the key. If you have amazing content that is whether it's fun content, it's educational content, it's inspiring content, whatever type of content it is, having good content is what will make you successful on every platform. Because if at the core, the story that you have inside and that you carry with you every day is something that people want to know more of, that won't change. That won't change with the next TikTok or the next, the next Instagram. It was a time with Vine where tons of creators went viral and, you know, Vine was the biggest thing and they had millions of followers. When Vine stopped being a thing, they all went nowhere. You know, outside of a couple of exceptions, most of those creators went nowhere, but it was because most of them didn't have at the core some true messaging or some, you know, big audience that would follow them into TikTok. So what I'm trying to say with this is focus on the messaging and the content and what you're trying to say. Focus on the story. Focus on focus on you and the rest will follow. That's what I always tell my clients. My last question is always the same. If you could choose one thing from your entire career to pass along to those writers listening, what would you say? I know you answered this question last time. Specifically in regards to today's topic, what's the one piece of advice you give to those? content creators out there? I think that it's important to know that even if you're scared of trying something new, that's okay. I think everyone is. I think it's important to still try and still think outside the box. It's a very competitive industry and it's a very large industry. So I think that even if you're scared or even if you don't really know how to approach these, you should still try to do something anything because anything is better than nothing you can still adjust it as you go but you will learn so much every time you step out of your bubble and of your comfort zone so if this is something that you don't know how to approach just start approaching it in any way you want and then you will adjust it as you go love that isabella before you go is there anything you want to plug you know you have social media you've got your instagram do you want to shout any of that out anything else you want to shout out yeah, I would love for anyone that wants to follow me on Instagram to ask me any follow-up questions that they might have. I'm always available to give advice and help the entertainment community and especially to help storytellers that are always at the core of my interest and passion. So if you want to ask me questions after this, you can contact me on my Instagram page at Isabella Mastro di Casa. Well, thank you again, Isabella. This was a pleasure and it's a nice change of pace for us. Still super relevant because as you said, these days, it's sometimes not enough to just be a writer on the page. Sometimes you need to create your own content. Thank you so much again. Thank you so much. I hope it was helpful and I'm happy to give any other advice later on. Thank you again. And thanks to our listeners. We hope to see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to The Writer Experience. If you enjoyed the episode today, please leave a rating, a review, and a comment on iTunes. You can also check us out on Instagram at Writer Experience and Twitter and Facebook at Writer EXP. The Writer Experience is a Samurai Dinosaur production. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. Music by Kevin McLeod. <laughs>